Welcome to the Bear House Podcast, a space for the woman who is health conscious, spiritually woke, and growth focused. I will be talking all things fitness, plant-based eating, spirituality, and self-growth. This is your host, Samantha Burgos, and I am a coach and healer, and I teach women how to integrate wellness into their day-to-day. If you want more for yourself and are ready to start prioritizing your well-being, you're at the right place. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to The Bear House. This is your host, Samantha. Um, Today's episode is going to be actually really fun. I sat with Michelle Wade. Uh, She's also known as the Henna Witch. I actually randomly met her at a pop-up and like I literally saw her and I was like I have to have this woman on the show (laughs) it was like an immediate thing but um I don't know I think I think I just felt that she was very uh full of wisdom and stuff and uh you'll see why more in this episode but in this episode we talk about intuition we talk about her practice with henna and how she really connects to her intuition and her energetical self really to do this amazing practice that she does um i will link all her information in the show notes uh below make sure to check her out uh she is currently in an awesome artist pilgrimage in europe so i hope she's eating paella every day (laughs) but if you're looking for tips on how to connect to your intuition how to start a practice for yourself uh, this is a really good episode for you so check it out Hey guys, Samantha from the Bear House Podcast, and I'm here with Michelle, the Henna Witch. How are you? Hi, happy International Women's Day from Blanca, right? Spain. <laughs> <laughs> I, should, I didn't even, it's so sad. I feel like uh, I kind of felt guilty for not realizing today was Women's Day till this morning when my friend texted me. I was like, oh, every day is Women's Day for me. Oh. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so um I just know you're a henna witch so I I randomly uh ran to Michelle a pop-up and I literally once I saw you and I like saw what you did I was like oh my god you have to come on the podcast <laughs> so how did you get into this stuff how did you get into like I guess why henna witch just that Yeah, so that's a really good question as far as, you know, the witch word, because it has a lot of baggage attached to the word witch. Um, And I kind of like to dispel a little bit of fear around that, because when I'm working with my clients, a lot of people are like, oh, my God, you're the furthest thing from a witch. You're so like bubbly and goofy and kind of a weirdo. And they think that that doesn't jive with what a witch is. I'm supposed to be this like crinkly mysterious like shadow figure <laughs> um, that's like trying to like cast like demonic spells on you and take you away and it's really not the case I I have Irish American background so I'm kind of fusing um, that I like to tap into my cultural heritage um, which has witchcraft in it paganism in the Irish family side and also the henna so that's my medium Mm. you can see in the in the zoom my henna hand right now so I always have my work on me um but essentially I want to be really clear with those who are approaching me that I'm a non-traditional artist so Mm. I don't come from the traditional henna using cultures for example South Asian culture African culture Middle Eastern culture um so my mode of operation is to try to be very clear with those who approach me oh she's the henna witch she's something kind of non-traditional um and she's fusing that 
into her artistic practice. I love that. So yeah, that's kind of the, the paying homage to my culture and then being clear with people who might approach me so they know, okay, this girl is like something a little different. Right. Right. I love that. I love how, how did you, um, cause obviously you know how to draw, right? <laughs> obviously, you know, right? So, like, how did you end up picking henna? Like what, what made you, um, want to do that? Yeah. Like why, why henna? I'm so I'm an earth sign. I'm very earth based. I'm very okay. grounded. Like as a child, I love playing in the dirt. I love playing outside. That's where I feel the most calm and the most at ease with myself. And so natural art forms really drew my attention. Mm-hmm. I was always an artist my whole life. My mother is an artist as well. Oh, and so when I found out about henna, I started 10 years ago. And it sparked this passion, this like such a strong interest. You know, I was always collecting rocks, collecting plants, collecting specimens, playing mm. with bugs, you know. And, <laughs> and so eventually I found this glorious art form where I'm able to connect one-on-one with my clients and guests and draw things intuitively um, and kind of design things specialty for my guests and that became like such a expression like I'm all about personal expression personal freedom so I really like that aspect of this art form and that it is ancient so you know I do a lot of research with my art forms because I like to be really um, knowledgeable about it yeah yeah you know so it it dates all the way back to ancient Egypt oh wow um yeah it was part of a burial ritual um for Egyptians so you know in their culture they would believe that everything that they own they take into the afterlife right? right so they're buried in the pyramids with their foods you know and their beds what, what all, have their you. Shit. all their all their all their shit the <laughs> rings you know their talismans and so they would actually prepare the mummies with henna in the hair to oh. restore the youth so oh, your hair grays as you age right and so that henna is prepared i dye my hair with henna as well mm. so the trend has persisted throughout <laughs> thousands of years right Ten thousand years i don't know So, um, yeah, I really was called to henna and became obsessed with it, practiced with it pretty much every day of my life and still love it. (laughs) I love that. I mean, I think that's how you know that you're like connected to something. You know what I mean? And I love the community, community aspect of henna. It's very Mm -hmm. international, like with the fusion of social media now it's really bringing all of us together it's primarily a female oriented art form like Mm -hmm. when we look at it traditionally there are male artists which I do bond with but I would say the majority of artists are female or female presenting and so I've been able to form a family a community of people internationally through doing this And that's so powerful to me to be able to connect with people. We have language barriers and cultural barriers, but we're connecting on this art form and learning from each other, which is just Uh, wonderful. I love that. I'm so happy for you because it's true. Like, honestly, that's such a beautiful thing. It's not. Yeah, it's beautiful. And it's true. I didn't think of that, but I do always associate Hannah with women. I never really I know there are sure I'm sure men artists, but like I just never really 
put two and two together. I feel like it's always women. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what you see most of the time. And there's, there is in, in India, for example, there are a lot of like young male artists there because it is a way to make a living. And so there, there's more guys out there doing henna on the streets and, you know, at the, the corners and you can find that there more often, but it's typically women. Juicy. Okay. What I love so much is that you use it um, as if, so you intuitively create stuff with henna. And I think that's what like I found so fucking cool. I'm like, okay, so she doesn't just draw random things. Well, you do, but it's more like it's it's not random because you're connected to it. You know what I mean? So I guess take us through your process. Like how do you you have a person that's in front of you. Like wh- what do you, how do you determine like what to draw? Like, how do you just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I would phrase it as, so I tell them that I'm an intuitive designer, right. But some okay. people don't even know what that means. Right. right. So um, it's sort of like the way I could describe it to you is channeling designs that come from that person's energy. So mm-hmm. I've always been a sensitive person And I allow myself to ground myself and tap into their like energetic fields. And, and it communicates to me, not in words, but in imagery, it's kind of like, you're getting a Wi Fi signal, and you're getting downloads, you're downloading music. But for for me, and for other intuitive artists, we have art downloads that come from your energetic aura. So I like to open myself up to that. It's a meditation of uh, blank, making my mind um, very calm. So I'm kind of stepping away from my own thoughts and tapping into their thoughts to be a conduit Mm. and then just allowing myself to flow. And you're not overthinking. It's very calming to me. It's a very therapeutic art form. And it's therapeutic to my guests because I mix it that way. So I use essential oils that are for the therapy. So So you're inhaling these oils that are calming. And it's also kind of part of my process is channeling these designs. And then afterwards, I like to tell my guests what what has come up. So Mm. it's almost like um, an energy reading afterwards where a lot of people will look at it and they'll say, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. And I'll say, okay, well, you know, I've seen this lotus flower, for example, this is um, about peace and balance and harmony in your life. This is what I hope for you. So everything, the symbols have a deep meaning. And I I like to explain that to my guests just so that they know the connection and they can take away a message that's going to hopefully help them serve them uplift them make them feel happy that's beautiful girl go you that's amazing how do you, <laughs> oh yeah it's amazing how do you like realize that how did you realize you can feel or read or connect to people's energy fields like, uh, what did you realize I- So I think a lot of intuitives have a lot of anxiety. Mm. Um, They're very sensitive people. I'm a sensitive person. I can turn on the news and like start to cry. Like I have like goosebumps, like from thinking about things like that. 
um, go on in the world, like the current events and stuff. And people's energies have always really affected me. I've always felt very sensitive to things like my eyes can feel very sensitive to like bright lights, bright sounds and stuff like that. Mm. And people's energies when they come into the room, some people have very high energy and I try to maintain myself at like a calm energy. I can be very goofy and stuff like that, but um, it's just, you can kind of feel yourself being very sensitive to everything. I think that's one of the signs that you're an empathetic person right? and you could, you could possibly tap into other people's energies. And over the course of 10 years, it sort of just revealed itself to me mm. because I didn't know when I was doing all of this that, Hey, this is me intuitively channeling something for you. I was right. doing this naturally and then I came to the process of oh this is actually what's happening I'll explain it to the client (laughs) and they'll start to cry like something something will come up and it's all of my guests are extremely special to me and so I want to give them a really meaningful experience right and I think it just sort of happenstance was like wow this is what's happening this is what I'm good at let me try to harvest these skills and keep going with this that's amazing that's so cool that's so cool so wow I have so much questions okay so, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's amazing because you know I, I um I really had lots of that because I I think that like my way of um I connect to I feel like I connect to people's energies as well and but my way is more of like I get I understand them without having to communicate I just know what they're going through so like I can then help them like through my coaching. So I, I, I feel that. So I think that's what kind of um, brought me to like, want to have you in the podcast. Cause I, I mean, I immediately put two and two together when I saw you, I was like, Oh, like she, Oh, I, I Oh, you know? So um, I love how you do that. I love how you do that. And I think that um, I guess uh, I have so much questions. Okay. <laughs> First question. Since you know how to, calm your mind down is this like a so do you have like an intuitive practice that you practice like besides when you're creating um and you're like in the situation with a guest do you have like an intuitive practice on your own that keeps like that bond I guess strong yeah so your intuition is a is like a muscle think of it like a muscle and we are always training that muscle. Right. And I like to tell people that are trying to learn like intuitive approaches to art, for example, because that's what I really specialize in mm-hmm. um, is that you have to start with yourself. So, mm-hmm. you know, everyone wants to go out and heal other people. Right. But the first person that we have to work on is ourselves. And so for me, it's kind of, I do a little bit of Qigong, so that's, I don't know if you're familiar with the practice, I never heard but it's of kind of, um, it's an ancient Chinese practice. Don't quote me on that. I'm not <laughs> sure. But so I, I came to it through the recommendation of a therapist and okay. this was during, um, the beginning of the pandemic okay. and I was looking for, um, like healing practices to help calm the body and calm the mind and go into meditation because, Uh, I can't just sit there and meditate. I Mm. have to be able to do something in order to tap into a calmer state. Okay. And so you're gathering good chi, which is good energy. 
through uh, movements and breath work essentially. Mm. So I like to go out into nature and gather good chi, good energy so that I can store it within my reserve and then tap into it when I need it. So that's, yeah, that's kind of like a practice that I have for myself. I, you know, I, there's a mountaintop that I'm staying on. I climb up to that mountain and I look over the view and I, and I get that feeling. Yeah. It's, it's, I think the Japanese would call it forest bathing. Forest bathing is going out into the forest and you're there and you're gathering the good energy and I take it all in. That helps me really like retain that sense of calm. Um, And also for my own intuitive practice, I am intuitively designing on myself. And so I'm gaining symbolisms that can be uh, symbols that can be teachers for me to help me on my path. That's kind of what I'm looking for when I, when I do it on other people, I'm Mm. imparting symbols and codes to help them on their path. Mm. And so I need to do that for myself, obviously. And so I channel things for myself to keep my intuition really strong. Mm. So do you feel like you, obviously we all are born with a connection to our intuition. Do you feel like yours, um, did you always feel connected to it as like a child or did it develop as you grew, as you grew or like, did you, I mean, like how was that journey with your intuition for you? It was, I think it developed as I grew because I was very um, shy as a child and I was very earth-based. I think that really helps being like in tune with animals, nature and stuff like that, because I feel very connected to it. I feel like observing nature and animals are teachers for me mm. um what sign are and you? so that I'm a, I'm a Virgo oh juicy okay okay <laughs> juicy <laughs> <laughs> no yeah no, I'm, I'm a Libra so yeah I'm like I feel like I oh I love Libra <laughs> no, I love Virgos I have a lot of Virgo in my chart so I'm like oh juicy <laughs> <laughs> my dad is a Libra oh really oh I love it yeah, yeah. You're crazy. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but I mean, I love, I love that you legit, like, I love that you have that powerful connection to it. And I do agree. I think being an earth sign helps a lot, right? Because like you already have um, those things, like connecting to plants and connecting to animals as like a natural comforting thing that I think that, um, I guess it depends where you grow up. I don't know if you grew up here in Florida, but at least you, did. Know, you have like the trees around you all the time. You know what I mean? You do have like that access to nature. So I think it's like, it's nice to be able to like connect to that. Cause um, yeah, like I, I love nature. Like my house, I, mean, I wouldn't show you, but like, I literally have like, I don't know, like probably like 50 plants in my house. Just like, in, mm-hmm. yeah. And like our balcony is literally like, there's like 50, like 40 plants there. Like it's, it's ridiculous. Like it's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> but it's it makes you good. so happy it makes you so happy it does you know and it's like my form of like constantly forced bathing you know in a way you know mm-hmm. what I mean so yeah um, that's awesome though so you feel like um as you've obviously grown like with time you've besides being deeply connected with your intuition obviously you've incorporated practices so besides mm-hmm. Kegon, do you feel like you do anything else so I make a ritual out of everything and that connects to my identity as a henna witch. I wasn't always a henna witch. 
I learned, <laughs> I learned that I was a henna witch, right? Oh, so, that's powerful. I like that. Yeah. And so you can come into your power and mm. I don't, I'm not claiming that I don't want to put the message out there that this is inaccessible for people because this is what I teach is that you can tap into your intuition. You can grow it. It's, it's a muscle that you can flex. Um, but I, I make a special ritual out of a lot of things. Mm. And that's something that I did kind of naturally, but I also like started seeking out and learning about certain things. Like, you know, when I'm mixing my henna paste, I'm going to charge it with the atmosphere. So I use, I collect rainwater. Mm. And so I, I use that rainwater and it's slightly acidic. So the acids help preserve the dye. So it's scientific mm. But it's also, so it's not just like metaphysical woo-woo shit, you know, Um, it's got some, some meat to it. (laughs) Um, But I don't, I want people to know that your intuition is something that you can develop if you don't overthink everything, Mm. you know, because overthinking, I feel is the hurdle to growing your intuition. And for me, I analyze everything, you know, I am a deep thinker an overthinker as well. So that is a struggle for me. But when I go into my rituals, it helps me get that sense of comfort. Mm. And then I'll feel my intuition more clearly. That could be a gut feeling in my stomach. Sometimes it's like, people feel it in their third eye. My friend yeah. reads tarot and she says her butt vibrates when, ah. when her intuition, I was like, ah. my, when my butt's vibrating, I got gas. Right. Like, <laughs> her, like her whole root chakra is just like, I, I feel like, I don't know why I envisioned it. Just like, like, my, I don't know. It's funny. <laughs> and there's, there's cards that you can buy. Like if somebody's not naturally intuitive, there's decks that you can do that you can use. There's, you know, crystals, there's pendulums. There's so many little metaphysical goodies that you can use, but it has to be something that you're interested in and that you connect with. It's not just going to be something that you pick up because you're like, Oh, you know, I'm looking for love. So let's get this like rose quartz. And, (laughs) you know, it's like, if you're not connecting with it, I hold a rock in my hand and I feel its vibrations and I'm like, I need this rock. Yeah. Ah. yeah. <laughs> and it gets me going. It's like, wow, this is exciting. So you need to really follow the things that excite you right. in order to activate that, that passion response and that intuitive nature, awaken it in yourself. Right. Right. Because I think it, sorry, no. it gets so distracted from all of the shit going on with social media and you know, I try to, I try to get away from that too, because it can hinder your intuition. I see that. I can feel that. And yeah. I think you raised two really good points. One of, um, that I kind of want to highlight one of, um, overthinking and how that can really get in the way of being intuitive and how they're, there's, they work together, but they don't, you know what I mean? Like it's good to analyze stuff. I think, you know, but to an extent, right. You know what I'm saying? And also, right. um, I love that you mentioned that a, I feel like a clear indicator was, um, if it excites you, clearly that's your body responding, that this is like a good thing. 
know what I'm saying? This is like right. a good way of it like working, you know, because um, it's true because people just buy a rose quartz, they want to find love to us. But it's just like, you know, if you don't really connect <laughs> to the crystal, it's like, it's, it's almost like pointless because it's, it's all about the intention you have towards things and, and right. the connection, you know, so we, we know about the placebo effect, right? So right. if you believe something right. will work for you, then that may work for you. Right. 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 So, you know, when people are just shopping for the next spiritual craze just for aesthetics i want to look like a witch yeah, i'm yeah, gonna yeah. have this crystal collection i don't care about it at all it's not gonna serve you well right and i'm not criticizing anybody who wants to collect crystals for the beauty of them because i think they're just gorgeous as well yeah it's just we need to find if you're looking for something that's going to help we need to connect with it right Right. And I, I agree. You know, I think, um, yeah, I think, you know, right now not to talk shit, but I feel like we're in an interesting phase of, uh, the world where people are looking, um, I guess for different modalities to heal, which is a great step forward. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think that, um, we have forgotten in a way that like we have our own answers and we have our own, you know, way of solving like our own medicine, you know? And I think that we could use tools like, plants, crystals, other metaphysical stuff to help us connect to that medicine even further, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that understanding that each of us have our own way of doing something versus it just being like a general thing, you know, like in it working for everyone and thinking that that just doesn't fix your issue as well versus like, you know, seeing what really interests you, what really works for you, you know? Um, I think that's kind of just goes hand in hand in a way. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's juicy stuff. I, th I think it's amazing that you legit like have I just love you have a whole like artwork thing behind it like I, I love that I love that Go for you. the so, art the art supports my like interests and practices like everything is integrated in a way yeah, yeah. girl you're living your best life like <laughs> <laughs> well no, that's how I see I it mean, you know I mean? <laughs> it's true I'm it's doing true. it yeah no because I think you know the fact of like that you yeah you got to make this like you know a thing like you clearly are an amazing artist like you make amazing shit i, I stalked her instagram and legit like besides your funny ass <laughs> reels i like, crack me up legit crack people me just up. follow me up to laugh to yeah laugh. i'm like this girl's hilarious like she's crazy i love it like i'm here for it <laughs> but no it's also like you make beautiful art legit you make beautiful art and it's just it's cool that you get to do that and you get to um i'm sure it's also very healing for you as well as you do that you know in a way and, and right. get to pass it on to people as you do it, you know, and it's, it's fucking beautiful. It's amazing. Yeah. I really want to humanize the, the art form and the person behind the art. So, you know, I would love for my Instagram to look like super aesthetically pleasing and like, you're like, Whoa, like this girl. <laughs> but it's, it's not you of, though. <laughs> it's not me. It has to be authentic in order to really like feed me because I'm just going to be half-assing my way through oh. it. If it's, and it's, it's going to drain me, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I need to do something that's like entertaining and silly. Like I'm talking to myself all the time. I have a million thoughts and I'm just like, all right, let me just record the shot. Maybe somebody <laughs> else is going to laugh at my like stupid joke. <laughs> no, but I think it's great because you know, I, I relate so much to that, you know, like, I mean, even like prior, I come up prior to like uh, starting this episode, like I'm, I'm very authentic. And to me, it's like, you know, like that's call me crazy, but I think it's like the only way to live. 
on, on some real shit. Like if you're not being real and you're not being like, and doing what makes sense for you at the moment and even expressing yourself in the way that makes sense for you in the moment, like, I, I don't know what you're doing, you know? And I feel like um, uh, it's sad that a lot of people in general, you know, I think besides people that are connected to energy, um, I feel like a lot of people just, what they're doing isn't really, uh, it's draining because it's not, they're not connected to it. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. I think I think it's it's beautiful that you like found what you're connected to and you you practice it on the regular. I think that's fucking awesome. I love awesome. it so much. And it comes from a very genuine place in my heart, but I'm not going to lie and say that there wasn't like a fear of, you know, attaining this um, medium and practicing something kind of outside of my scope of my personal culture. You know, there is a lot of judgments that come up when yeah. people see me, they're like, Oh my gosh, this white girl, she's culturally <laughs> appropriating this medium. And I try to really respect and, and incorporate that love that I have for a lot of other people and a lot of other ways of life and culture in the way that I approach my art and my interests. Right. Um, and I hope that that conveys, um, it, you know, it's, it's not for everyone and you have to kind of realize that you're not always for everybody, especially right. when you put it out there on social media, because you know, 15 year olds will tear me a new asshole ah, when, I, when, I, when I post on TikTok. I'm sitting there like, oh my God, I'm almost 30 and I'm crying because this 12 year old doesn't like me. And I'm like, why am I thinking this? No, girl, it'd be like that. I feel you. Oh, no, social media is not nice. Like people, not- people are crazy. I think it's just like, cause they're not in your face they just feel very like like they forget that there's another human behind this profile legit and they just say crazy shit so I feel you (laughs) I feel you I feel yeah and I have really strong I'm I'm developing okay so I'm I'm not gonna say that I have really strong of sense of self I am developing my sense of self and that's that's why I like to put myself in all of these like different crazy situations to see how I can grow as a person yeah, and it's yeah. like I find myself I want to challenge myself to be better and right. to you know grow in my life and I have really amazing mentors in my life who have helped me you know uh-huh. I wasn't always the henna witch which I mentioned to you I used to be my first conception was uh, the uh sorry henna by Michelle this was 10 years ago okay. then I became Moonchild Mendy a lot of people knew me oh. by Moonchild. And so that was my, my second rebrand, if you will. Okay. And then my current mentor, he was like, you know, I really like the Hino witch for you. You know, you're incorporating these rituals, you know? Yeah. And I was afraid. I was like, people are gonna, you know, they're gonna think, you know, I'm this like scary witch. Like my dad's very Catholic. He was like, witch? I can imagine. <laughs> imagine. <laughs> you said that. I was like, oh. <laughs> and, and, you know, and then eventually he's like totally on board. Like, let me get a talisman from you, Michelle. I love and that. It's very sweet. And, and he knows that everything that I do is like with love, you know, there's no malintent when people right. get a little put off by the word, witch, I just like to remind them that everything that I do is light work and the shadow work that I do is within myself. So mm you know, the, the darkness, like we all have darkness inside of us. There's doubts, jealousies, demons, fears. And I try to work on that within myself. I'm not casting it off on other people. 
because I feel like it's something that you need to deal with, you know? Right, right. I love that. I love that you clarified that, you know, and I think it's true. I think that, you know, people's um, reactions to that word is just based on their definition of it. It has nothing to do, because at the end of the day, like, aren't we all witches then if we can all channel energy in a way, right? Right. In a way, like, you know, if we all can, just not all of us can do it. And not all of us have an awesome medium of like henna, for example, to do it. You know what I mean? But I love you can do it with any, any medium. Right. But yeah, I mean, I think we all in a way have the, yeah, we all have the power to connect to like that thing, you know? Um, But I love that you shared that, that story. Cause I think, you know, a lot of people, um, they, when it comes to, you know, finding a passion and finding something that you'd love to do or are connected with, they, um, you know, think that whatever they start today has to be that end result, you know? And it's like when you first started, you, you know, you weren't the henna witch, you were just, you know, something you evolved to it, you know? And I'm happy you right. said that because I feel like um, people forget that sometimes, you mm-hmm. know, so it's a beautiful reminder. Um, I want to ask you, what is, if you were to give someone three tips on how to cultivate or like build a relationship with their intuition um, or to connect and stuff, what, what would you say? So I think no the first, the first, well, you know what? I, I'm a note taker. So like I got my notes. With I love you have like, a drawing was, on it. <laughs> yeah. I'm always drawing. I was always that bad kid in school consistently drawing because really? I have to. Yeah. I love that. Um, and so, you know, there is the aspect of feeling comfortable and removing distractions from your life. Mm. And so, you know, why am I in a remote village on the side of a mountain? (laughs) I mean, not everybody can do this, but let's say you're, you turn off the noise and you're able to have somebody look after your kids for a few minutes or whatever your life situation is in order to be still with yourself and treat yourself with care and move away from distractions and discomfort I think that's a great way to figure out how you feel about things Mm. because for me, it's like, there's a lot of noise going on in the world and the cities in your daily um, demands, work, kids, partner, whatever it is. And so I need that time to be alone. And sometimes that's really hard for some people because they really need that connection. Right. There could be codependency, for example, Right. but removing removing distractions is one you know stepping away from your phone if there's like a phone addiction um a lot of times when I'm trying to connect with myself I clean I sweep I get up in the morning it's funny it's like I've talked to a bunch of gurus because I like to you know talk to people as you do and kind of interview them about their life's experience and a lot of gurus as funny as it is they're like sweep the floor and it and I thought that they were talking to me in like haiku I was like what does this mean <laughs> like her and like floor which floor my public floor like this. <laughs> yeah and, and then it was like well, I'm a witch so like maybe I need to like make a broom and you know it was just like so fascinating and I would get up every day and sweep the floor and it was this meditational practice mm, so there's like so little yeah, there's little rituals that you can incorporate and it doesn't have to be cleaning. I'm a Virgo, so I love to clean. <laughs> yeah, I love, I, I, for me, cleaning legit like resets my whole life. It's not even a joke. Like- exactly. 
I mean, I'll move my furniture around and get some better feng shui. Yes, yes. And I'm like, I'm like, ooh, I'm 2.0. Right. <laughs> like my bed is like three feet over. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I'm so hot. I feel so like, I feel so seen. <laughs> I feel so seen right now because I really sometimes think I have an issue because I like I literally move my furniture around the regular and I'm like Sam like what's wrong with you like why are you got but it legit it's like for me it's a shift of energy that flows differently and now I get to flow differently so now it's yeah. like a it's just it's a nice. self-care it's, ritual is yeah. to do that but there's there's other things you know like people can organize like organize their wardrobe or whatever it is um, another thing that I wrote down is really, um, trusting your gut and looking for signs. Mm, um, okay. I think a big thing, like I mentioned the universe, I mentioned animals and stuff, giving me signs in life. I read into my dreams. For example, I have very vivid dreams. Mm. I have a journal. I check in with myself journaling in order to build my self-awareness in order to record what's coming up in my subconscious. Because I feel that my dreams are my subconscious trying to, you know, communicate in the waking life, what's bothering me, right? What I'm, what I'm trying to hash out back there, but it's not quite right out there, you know? So trusting in signs, like it doesn't, I don't really care what religion or what God you speak to or what power, you know, you think is out there, but I think it's important to look for signs and trust in signs because that helps with tapping into intuition Right, is, you know, looking out for things and being very observant. I'm a super observant person. If you're moving too fast in life, you're going to miss a lot of signs. Right. Right. And so I think that's another, another thing. And then I wrote down forest bathing, which I mentioned, because I really, really believe in, in getting out into nature in order yeah. to reset and to come back to yourself and to see how vast the world can be in comparison to yourself. You know, you're right. just like, wow, like this is the world that we're living in. I'm not just this like most important being. I'm like an ant you know, in comparison to everything and your problems kind of, you find a way sometimes when you're resetting in nature, it's therapeutic for me at least. No, no, I, I, I feel you so much. Um, for me, um, I'm very much the same with nature. Like when I have, like, at least I live in New York before I moved to Miami and, um, like there's a lot of forces. I haven't found forests here in Miami. If you know, no, anyone, let me know. But, sadly, sadly, right. There isn't okay, not just me. Fuck. All right. The beach, the, the, the beach. ocean is a, is a great cleanser. So that yeah. was my go-to place in order to tap into a meditational state. So I would mm. go to the beach to gaze at the water and it lulls you into a trance. Yeah. That's watching. Been, yeah watching those waves come and go yeah the moon cycle it's it's very healing and water is also a great thing to move energy around because you mentioned it before energy stagnates right and we need to be able to shake out the stagnated energy in ourselves and so water is a great cleanser of that right right thank you no, yeah legit i um i I need to go to the beach more just with that being said. Oh, but, but, right. <laughs> so question, what would you think? Um, so for people that, for example, aren't near the beach uh, or aren't near nature, um, 
I guess, how would you recommend them to forest bathe? If, if uh, like having plants in their home, for example? Mm -hmm. or yeah, I would say, I would say hiding, um, having those plants, but some, you know, some people just don't have the green thumb right. and it's hard to keep them, you know, it's like a stressor if you're right. not naturally called to that, you know, it's like, oh my God, I'm going to kill this plant and stuff. <laughs> there are easy plants to keep alive, like pothos. It's an invasive species. It's cute. It grows in a vine and stuff like that. Yeah. And you can pretty much keep it alive with like no care whatsoever. Um, <laughs> but you know, there, so there are really low maintenance plants that you can bring into your life and right. you might see that that kind of makes you like happier. You get this like energy from this plant of caring for something. Right. But if your life is already too demanding, putting on another demand sometimes is like such a stress. It's a stressor. Yeah. 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 So, you know, even if you get time to, to smell some essential oils of plants, mm. because these are concentrated plant essences, right? Mm. So we I can, we can put this in our hands inhale and it'll transport us with this plant medicine mm. and so that I'm just coming up with this right now but hey <laughs> let's, no but I, I do this in my Carry own on. practice I have if I walk to the bathroom you'd see my, all my vials of essential oils that I have blended I, I use that. my essential oils in my henna practice of course and so I'm thinking you know with what you're what you're asking of me is that yeah, we can tap into plant medicine through concentrated plant medicine, Oils. literally, yeah. and have this practice of diffusing and it, this will physically relax, relax us with the lavender oil, right. you know, it, it, it's proven to lower the heart rate. So we're feeling stressed, our hearts pounding, whatever it is, we're breathing better, we're getting more oxygen, we're able to think more clearly. And so stepping into the shower to let the water like elements are key to nature. Mm. So if we can step into the elements, then we could forest bathe, even if mm. we're living in like a big city and don't have access. I love that you said that. Cause it's so true. It's, it's legit like the elements of like water, air, is it earth and fire? Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. Right. Wind and wind, and wind, fire. Yeah. wind and fire. Earth, wind and fire. <laughs> yeah, right, right. That's like, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a, that's a band, a band. right? Yeah, <laughs> that's why I was like, Ooh. love okay. it. Love no, but I love how you said that. Cause it's true. Cause legit, like, um, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I relate to all that. Cause things like I have a green thumb naturally. So my house, even when I was in New York, my primary, I had a bunch of plants, um, that's wonderful. people, not everyone. Like, so I, I, like when I moved, I left plants for my friends. I'm like, here guys, like take them, whatever. Cause I'm not going to bring them all. Cause I, I couldn't. Um, but I, yeah, it's, it became a stressor for like two of my friends, they're actually stressed out. I'm like, okay, like, I'm sorry, <laughs> like, actually, but you're it's right. True. Yeah. Right. No, I love that. The, the, uh, what just came to you of like smelling oils. I think that's, that's actually a really, really nice thing. I, I'm new to that and I'm practicing that's it more. my yeah. self-care practice actually, you yeah. know, which is something that I didn't even write down, but you know, if I'm traveling, I have my oils to smell and it can really help in like alleviating stress that comes on you get stressed like very quickly when you're in a really new environment and you're yeah. trying to adapt yeah um or you're like not feeling well and you need to open up your air passages or your nasal passages you know I'm not gonna like um sell any oils to anybody because I'm all <laughs> about working with 
farmers and stuff. So I don't okay. really like to promote like the, the MLM companies and anything like that. <laughs> you know, like I've taken years to actually meet, um, meet up with the Himalayan farmers who do, um, who make the lavender oil that I use. Oh, and beautiful. so I haven't gone to Himalaya, but I have met with them virtually yeah. right? because I was so invested in making sure that what I'm using is something that's straight from them. Right. Because that's important for yeah. me to know who's cultivating this and where it's coming from Yeah, the in order to know that it's ethically sourced. Right. Right. So the, the plants are just like such a great tool and we don't have to have green thumbs in order to tap into the right. beautiful benefits of them. Right. Eating, right. eating plants too. We could forest bathe with like a nice salad. Right. No, no legit. It's, it's true. Cause I feel like honestly, like, well, I'm plant-based. So like I eat plants all the time. <laughs> like I think it's legit therapeutic. I think it makes you feel good. And I don't know if that's mm-hmm. like me being biased, but like, I just never heard someone not feel good after a salad. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, I think it's true, but um, I love everything you shared. And I think um, legit, it was, it's also helpful. I'm actually going to apply a lot of those myself. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, seriously. Cause you know, um, I think that like, yeah, like I'm a, yeah, yeah. It was such a good episode. Thank you so much for sharing all that stuff. And um, thank you for having me. Of course, I'm gonna. So I have to ask for. Uh, I asked everyone a question before I like uh, end the episode, um, and it's like, if you have one song that is like your like go to song, like Michelle's not in like the mood today, but this song can like change everything. What song is that? Hmm. Well, um, immediately I thought of my favorite band, Kruangbin. Okay. And they're they're a Houston based like eclectic soul band. Oh. I like I like a lot of world music, so they're kind okay. of funky. I love funky. Um I can't think of really any specific song from them. Okay. Um my taste is all over the place. Oh, you know what? I'm going to go with Kiem Wen by David Walters. Okay. So he's a Haitian based artist musician and this song k-r-e-y-e-m-w-e-n it's really upbeat and funky okay i hope i spelled it right <laughs> i'll find it i'm gonna link it in the show notes so everyone can check it out yeah because so, i okay. like to i like to share about you know everyone knows about crewing bins so i'm like let, let me not give them <laughs> as much publicity <laughs> no I love them to death but David Walters it's either Walters or Waters okay David Walters <laughs> so yeah Kriam Wen I love that thank you for sharing that and then um one more thing because I feel like why not um if you have you could have one meal forever what Ooh. meal would it be oh my gosh like for dinner every day you get to have this meal <laughs> oh man that's hard I would probably I'm obsessed with I really like paella and you know in Spain <laughs> like girl you're at the right place <laughs> yeah paella is great like rice there's like vegetable paellas there's seafood yeah. there's like all sorts of things 
Uh, um, that's like my latest craze. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love that. I love that. Thank you again for so much for coming onto the show and sharing everything you shared and dropping so much knowledge. Just honestly. So wow. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So I'm so happy to be here and, and sharing and talk to somebody. <laughs> yeah. No, for real. Okay. So- <laughs>